Hello, friends, and welcome to the Dimension of Our Midnight Cake, a weekly transmission from the Nexus of Realities. I'm Soltis, and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Beaches and Doug. Unfortunately, Lumberdor is recovering from some art and will be unable to join us this week. It is good to be back, and between transmissions, a great many interesting things have taken place. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I mean, Netflix thought it was going to grow by 2.5 million subscribers, but instead not only lost over 200,000, its stock dropped by 35% and the company lost over 54 billion, with a B, dollars in market capital with forecast to lose over 2 million more subscribers this quarter. That is crazy to me. <laughs> Another thing? After actively working to overturn a Florida state law restricting classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity for students in kindergarten through third grade, the state revoked Disney's special status, which had allowed the company to effectively operate as its own government since the 60s, which I think will be very interesting to see how all that plays out. Oh, um, do you remember CNN Plus was a thing? Neither do I. The streaming service that was heralded as one of the most important developments in the history of CNN shut down after debuting only a few weeks earlier. Also, the third movie in the Fantastic Beasts franchise is not doing so well. And speaking of, Grindelwald was recast from Johnny Depp to Mads Mikkelsen due to allegations of Depp's abuse of Amber Heard that have since turned out to be false. Meanwhile, Ezra Miller seems to be making a habit of getting arrested for assault. Oh, and the Depp... V Heard defamation suit is incredible, <laughs> where it has been revealed that Heard was not only abusing Depp physically, but psychologically and emotionally as well. She actually pooped in his bed and sent him a photograph of it. That is real. That is a thing that she did and admitted to. Twitter was, <laughs> I can't say this on a straight face. Twitter was purchased by Elon Musk today for around $44 billion when she plans to take the company private. <laughs> now, you'd think that people would be thrilled that an African immigrant has been able to achieve so much, but I guess there's no pleasing some people. In any case, there is a great deal going on in the entertainment and media industries, but this week we will be giving all that a backseat as my friends and I discuss Modern Times, the 1936 American silent film written, directed, and starring Charlie Chaplin in his final film portrayal of his iconic Little Tramp character, and the first time Chaplin's voice was heard in a movie. Starring alongside Chaplin is Paulette Goddard, Henry Bergman, Tiny Sanford, and Chester Conklin. Modern Times is 87 minutes long and grossed $1.8 million against a $1.5 million budget. The film is a commentary on the desperate employment and financial conditions faced by people during the Great Depression, conditions created, in Chaplin's view, by the efficiencies of modern industrialization. During a European tour in which he was promoting his film City Lights, Chaplin received the inspiration for modern times from both the conditions of the continent through the Great Depression, along with a conversation he had with Mahatma Gandhi in which they discussed modern technology. 
Chaplin began preparing the film as his first talkie, going so far as to write dialogue and experimenting with some sound scenes. However, he soon abandoned these attempts and continued production with a silent format with synchronized sound effects and sparse dialogue. Among its many accolades, it was one of the first 25 films selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the United States National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. If you enjoy our conversations and would like to contribute or contact us, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com and share the transmission with your friends. Join us next week as we discuss one of my favorite modern movies, Ford versus Ferrari. So you mentioned, Doug, that this was the first Charlie Chaplin movie that you've seen? It is. It actually is. I, and this is only, I think, the second was this a movie? film I've seen. I thought this was a documentary about the world's worst restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the world's worst factory. Uh, um, no, no tip. No tip for me. Uh, but no, it is. It is. It's the first time I've seen a Charlie Chaplin film. So first time seeing the tramp. This is, yeah, this is everyone's last mm-hmm. time seeing the tramp. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an anachronistic film. Uh, it came out a decade or so after people started talking in movies. Yeah. And Charlie Chaplin seemed to be dead set on keeping the tramp silent. But at the end, he sings this nonsense song that it's, you know, it's just made up of all these different languages than words that don't exist. And yes, because you couldn't remember the words. Yeah. <laughs> so at first it seemed like all the sounds were coming from machinery, right? It was like, if it was like the weird 1930s Zoom call guy yelling at the mm-hmm. worker or the machines, or I was like, okay, they're going to do a shtick where all the sound is coming from machines but then you had like the quartet later and then you had his song it didn't quite it didn't, i don't At least know all, i guess he just threw it in as he wanted dialogue was was artificial in nature as far as oh, now that's true though it's both singing the, the guy talking to uh or yelling at the workers through yeah. the tv screen there was maybe a radio or something at one point yeah there was a uh, you hear a voice through the radio yeah, that's a machine. There's a voice from a phonograph or a record player mm-hmm. um, introducing the inventor of this <laughs> absolutely ridiculous machine. Best part of the movie. Eliminate the, the lunch hour. <laughs> Increase your funny. profits. Decrease that your overhead. <laughs> and the you most know, ridiculous Jeff thing Bezos about that, saw that was like, huh, that's not a bad idea. Was if a company actually got as far as to bringing that machine onto the floor, uh, you, you wouldn't get all that, uh, you know, uh, what, what did they say? It was a ridiculous machine. The managers are disappeared. No, if they got that far, they would pretend it was going to work for a while until right. they quietly, quietly discontinued it later after it nice. had frustrated the workers for about a year or so. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm talking from experience. <laughs> because, because that's what <laughs> management would do. <laughs> now, I think the only Charlie Chaplin thing I had seen before was just the clip of him with like, it's like a clock tower and he's like hanging on it and falls or something. That's from another movie. 
was Robert Manning. Downey Jr. playing Charlie Chaplin. Is that what that was? <laughs> no, I, well, I thought no, that was from was, an actual movie. That's just me. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, and that, well, the only reason I saw it is because Jackie Chan does a stunt in Project A, which is in my top three Jackie Chan movies where he falls off a clock tower. And it's because he idolized Charlie Chaplin. I think and a I think lot that's... of people have reproduced Chaplin scenes. Yeah, and, and I think that ties uh, not, not into only what, Chaplin, what but also Buster Keaton and yeah. uh, Harold Lloyd. It, the the pan and of course it's a silent film. There's going to be pantomime, but to see how physical he was surprised me a bit. I don't know why I wasn't expecting it. Like the thing where he gets caught in the gears. Yes. <laughs> what a beautiful shot! I love that shot. But I was just like, I bet that hurt. <laughs> Kudos to him. I mean, and then like the roller skating was super graceful. Apparently I saw something from the source of all knowledge saying Gene Kelly modeled his roller skating scene. I can't remember what film it was now a bit after how Charlie Chaplin did it. Oh, there, there are thought, a few movies where he's roller skating. Around. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I have a hard enough time just walking up a flight of stairs guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Effort has gone into that <laughs> to be able to do that. Of course, you know, that opening sequence made me think of I Love Lucy, uh, Chocolate Factory sequence. That was heavily influenced by that. Is that another nod mm-hmm. to it? Yeah. The assembly line and going faster. And... on this movie. Yeah, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to watch a movie like this and then to recognize in other movies where they've mm-hmm. you know, picked something up or made some sort of callback or homage to it. I find those kinds of things to be fun. I don't know about you guys, but recently I've had a difficult time of finding recent movies or TV shows that I really enjoy. I think that something like this movie, like Modern Times, it's almost like a a lesson in history that you can watch, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, going back to these kinds of movies, when they were so limited with what they were able to do as far as technology goes, and especially speaking, to be able to communicate non-verbally through pantomime and yeah. you know, a lot of these people had histories in vaudeville and mm-hmm. other venues like that. It's interesting to watch and to see how that kind of thing could potentially still work today, but it's not utilized anymore. Some silent films pull off some pretty great visuals. Uh, like I say, Metropolis is the only other one I've seen, you know, which of course has the iconic robot in it. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks incredible. And a lot of it has to do with how they film it and present it. You know, I think one of the quotes I had seen about this movie is he wanted to keep it silent because he thought some of the talkies lacked the artistry of yes. silent films. And I thought that was such an interesting way to put it, that they lack art. It's like they lean on this. Well, there's a gimmick they can talk, you know, so they skimp on the roller skating scene next to the matte painting that's tilted just right to look like a pit of death you know that's right next to the toy section of the department store where little kids would be playing (laughs) it it makes me want to i've always meant to watch um in full i've never seen it in full the the phantom of the opera you know um Mm -hmm. in the hunchback uh, that old silent film. I'm surprised that you haven't seen Nosferatu. You know, I haven't seen it all. I've only seen parts because I love the design of that monster, that version of uh, the vampire. It's not really related, but I just recently watched for the first time the uh, horror of Dracula. Mm-hmm. That first Peter Cushing and um, Christopher Lee Dracula movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. The first of many. <laughs> You know, I think Nosferatu is on Arrow now. I need to watch it. 
I'm going to watch it in full. It's time. I have seen Shadow of the Vampire, where you have John Malkovich filming Willem Dafoe as the vampire, but it's an actual vampire. It's about the making of Nosferatu. And it's that it was so convincing because they just got a real vampire to do it. It's a really weird movie. <laughs> oh, what was that? What was that Nosferatu character uh, who lived in the basement in uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's like, it's like, like Peter or I think so. It was, it was, it was some some common name yeah. like that. <laughs> it's freaking Count Orlock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that movie even has shots. He was their example of the Nosferatu type man. <laughs> the way he moves, the way they do stuff with his shadows, they do some really cool things that are, I think to your point, it's effective without having to be some giant bombastic technology-fueled spectacle, you know, and it's super effective. Like even this visual of him going through the gears, like I thought that was so effective. And it's like, that's really... They just made a thing for him to slide down in there. I think I read that the gears were made out of wood, so it wouldn't, yeah, so it wouldn't tear him up. And you just went for it. I want to watch more movies like this now. Mm -hmm. It made me want to. I think that one of my main problems with a lot of modern film and TV is that the characters are not very compelling to me and the story doesn't matter to me. Going back to something like modern times where it's much more simple. The plot of the movie is not so much a plot as more of just like things happen <laughs> to this guy mm -hmm. as he's going through. He gets he gets thrown in jail so many times. <laughs> he gets thrown in jail so often. <laughs> and I watched this with my daughters and they were cracking up. Yeah. They had real emotional reactions so to what was funny. going on. That's so great. I thought that it was hilarious when uh, in the restaurant where he's he's trying to carry the duck to the guy <laughs> and then the crowd comes out to dance and he's getting moved around by the crowd and the freaking football players <laughs> show up yeah he just can't get to the guy I, I love the the presentation of the like you see the chandelier and you're like this is coming into play now mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh what an awful place to eat <laughs> right yeah i'd hate that restaurant too nothing about that seemed pleasant yes <laughs> you're right though it's it's like a set of skits around like a theme and then there's like a few repeated gags like the jail thing and that's kind of the movie it's not difficult oh it was amazing well, i was reading about charlie chaplin and how he got started from vaudeville into mm -hmm. motion pictures and then how he developed the character of the little tramp and eventually got to where he was one of the first if not the first certainly one of the first international movie stars yeah and you know what would be today you know enormously wealthy and popular and ended up building his own studio to where he could make his own Control movies everything like write yeah. the music yeah he, he wrote the music he wrote and... the music he wrote it he directed it he starred in it i mean mm -hmm. insane i'm sure he was involved in the editing <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like so, so definitely being able to make the kinds of things that he wanted. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's just charming in a way. Yeah. I think that if all the characters were speaking to each other, I think that it would ruin it. Yeah. So what did you think of the girl tramp? <laughs> if it was because of this movie or if they, they had already married. Yeah, I was going to say they that, were married know, know or she was, got married eventually. Mm -hmm. she, she was one of his wives uh, at one point. He got married a lot of times. 
Yes. <laughs> That's something which, else I learned researching this movie. Which was a huge source of controversy around him. See, today it'd make him more popular. I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that she was too pretty for the part. If that Possibly. Was. Yeah. And from what I remember, she was cast because she was pretty. It was one of those things where you know, he was eating at a restaurant, saw her working. Like, she's beautiful. Yeah, the scuffs on her face really didn't make her all that terrible. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there were some parts where it was over acting and hamming it up. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I, well, I, think I was this going was her to first say, I, I, so. I liked initially that they introduced her and I, I don't remember exactly the wording, but it was something like um, defiantly yeah, refusing to star. Oh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I she got said that. Like, cutting bananas. Like, this is her place the in the society. Docks. And if she follows the rules, then that's what's expected of her. So she's like, I'm just going to steal. But it did in that scene, like it was like someone directed her. Now, now you're going to defiantly eat this banana. Yeah. <laughs> you're sticking it enough. to society. <laughs> the term that they used, gammon, that's not one that I was familiar with. Yeah. But apparently it's just. An urchin, or a, is that like a ah, vagabond okay. kind of? Yeah, okay. yeah, just a child of the streets. Yeah, <laughs> and what's the kind of thing you see in an old like Windsor 14, McKay comic? <laughs> young gammon. I don't, yeah, she was being hunted down by the juvenile detention agency, whatever those guys. <laughs> I so. was like, she couldn't have been too old. Yeah, <laughs> she was a minor at the most. Yeah. I thought that. Her part made a nice compliment to Charlie Chaplin's character. I like the the scene where he's a, she's trying to get him the job in the restaurant. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. can you wait to, I've never waited. And then you, the music would change and she'd be like, no, he can do that. He can do that. Can you <laughs> sing? He's like, okay, he can sing. He can sing. He can sing. It's great. <laughs> I think the funniest thing in the film to me was this bit where the cuffs fly off because... Oh, yes. <laughs> it, it's a thing where you know something's going to happen. Gonna You're like, happen how is he going to mess this up? <laughs> and then when you see it fly off, it's just like, ah, that's brilliant. <laughs> he keeps dancing. He's trying to look for the cuffs. <laughs> yes. Then people are getting restless. And they're like, no, start so he singing. He starts doing gibberish that I will admit I laughed at way more than I should have. It was not that funny, but... <laughs> I was dying. But you can tell what he's talking about. Yes, it was so funny. So that was, I was like, was the point of it? it. That's what made it great. Was the point of it that everybody was laughing even though nobody knew what he was talking about? Yep. Okay. I think that was the whole thing. It's like the words don't matter, which is hilarious. Which is kind of uh, interesting to think about because that's the first time that you hear him say anything throughout throughout any of his movies. Yes, they build this as like, and the words don't matter. Charlie yeah. Chaplin speak. <laughs> uh, talk about a bait and switch. That's what they marketed the movie off of. Then, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad singer. No, no, you can pick uh, Gary too. gibberish. This is normally when we would talk about the story and mm-hmm. the character development and <laughs> things like that. I'm but, just going to talk about shirtless floor manager. <laughs> shirtless floor manager. Oh, yes. That, that, that reminds me. I, that was a great I opening. I want to say that the that the Family Guy gag, the the out of shape, in shape guy from the fifties, was based <laughs> off of this nice. guy. This. <laughs> I'm just like, here comes this guy, and you're like, oh, I guess he's about to work, and then he pulls some levers and he just moves a lever. <laughs> <laughs> Those are moments where this movie felt somewhat prophetic. So <laughs> the words don't matter. 
The super well, early I mean, worker guy just flips a switch, <laughs> walks, and out. there are there are so many visual metaphors. Uh, like straight out of the gate, you have the herd of sheep, flock of sheep, and then people coming out of the subway, going to the factory. It's a really fun movie to watch. <laughs> the gags are entertaining. That poor, I want a door leading mechanic. out into a. Mine. I was going to say the the okay. other thing that got me was when he fed that guy. See, the guy has lunch. The guy's stuck in the machine. When he sticks, <laughs> he just sticks a whole thing of celery in his mouth. And, then and just the, guy, the guy just sleeps like, with it. <laughs> well, at first he seems pissed off. And he's like, no, I wanted the egg first. You're like, what the? What is this movie doing? Just a whole egg in his mouth. He's like, well, it's lunch. So this may as well happen. <laughs> and he's so excited. And he keeps getting jobs off of the recommendation of the sheriff, that letter that. That he received it's a good for and trustworthy thwarting the all <laughs> oh, right after he eats cocaine the jailbreak he some a jailbreak mm-hmm. and and thwarting the jailbreak was just part of the uh, continuing gag of him not wanting to leave prison. <laughs> I yes. was not expecting a cross stitching prisoner. First off, <laughs> we know what they're going for there. Followed by um, cocaine switched for salt scene. <laughs> I was not expecting that out of this movie. <laughs> Looking for like a movie that has smiling and had a cocaine quote jack. Unquote. Yeah, kidding? I just I just think like I've heard Nat King Cole sing "Smile." Smile has words as well. It's the song at the end of the movie mm. when mm-hmm. they're walking off, and I'm like, wait, the movie that came from had a cocaine gag. Okay, <laughs> I was not expecting that, but the way he sold it was hilarious truly i don't know how much in the way of like repetitive work you guys have ever done but um he's doing the bolts and then he's just unable to stop that motion after he quits <laughs> he's tweaking on it and he's <laughs> <laughs> the buttons on the woman's <laughs> that's that's real <laughs> i would recommend this film and film like it but Saltis, there are no colors in this movie <laughs> There are two colors. <laughs> that doesn't exactly stimulate my human visuals. <laughs> my middle daughter, I was trying to introduce her to this movie. She didn't want to watch it at first because one, it's live action. She doesn't like people movies. She likes, you know, animated or oh, me too. Yeah, mostly animated. And <laughs> And then it's not in color. <laughs> it was black and white. So she was doubly set against it. But it doesn't have an she... anthropomorphic animal. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up enjoying it. So um, would you recommend uh, another Chaplin film? If someone did enjoy this? Someone you did enjoy this. What we should watch I... next. Or another similar film. Maybe not even Chaplin. I would recommend someone looking into Buster Keaton. Yeah, yeah. And I've never watched any of him either. So the college is really funny. <laughs> and also, oh, what is it? Uh, the week. Oh, yeah. One week. Uh, it's it, You can watch it on YouTube. It's maybe 25 minutes long. It chronicles the misadventures of a newlywed couple building their house from a mail order catalog. So it's what the money pit is based on. Oh, oh, mail order. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the money pit, I discovered a 1982 TV movie called, um, uh, I think it was called Mazes and Magic. It stars Tom Hanks. 
And it's one of those really like melodramatic TV movies that teaches a lesson, you know, and of course the lesson is about the dangers of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And it, Wow. And he is so bad in it. <laughs> yeah, he is terrible in that. Oh. It's nowhere near his amazing work in Bosom Buddies, huh? I believe by the end of the film, he ends up pretty much just lost in his um, um, game fuel delusion. And so his friends come over kind of sadly to spend one more game day with him. That's amazing. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. Talking about scene in the rain, right? So, scene in the rain, the transition from silent to talking movies, where the famous leading lady had the most grating voice of all time, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Which, which is historically accurate. It's hilarious. Oh, is it based on real stories? That'd be even better. Warner Brothers, the jazz singer, was the first talky <laughs> movie mm. that came out, and. Then after that, all the studios seem to race to embrace this new technology. And I want to put on the list there. Oh, sing, Singing in the Rain? Yeah, the, definitely. That, but was you said the jazz singer? The jazz singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Singing in the Rain is definitely on the list for, I didn't even, we haven't even done anything like that. That, that uh, would be fun. Debbie to do. Reynolds, Donald O'Connor, Gene Kelly. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. Well, yeah. And a lot of the silent movie stars, were able to be silent movie stars because they didn't have to speak. And so their, their, their lisps or their weird nasally things they had going on. It, it wasn't a factor. Then after that, a lot of them took elocution lessons and things that you try to get that under control. But, (laughs) Oh, what was, uh, Lena, That, that was her name. Lena, Lamont, <laughs> Don Lockwood, I, and Lena Lamont, two of the most them. Hollywood movies, or two of the most Hollywood names Lockwood. ever. And then they got to where she go, I can't stand him. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't stand him. I can't stand him. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious.